Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC, we've had excessive heat warnings the last few days in DC, and with the start of August, things are probably not cooling off anytime soon. CityCast contributor Austin Graff has some tips on how we can stay cool in the city. Today is Tuesday, August 1st. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. So Austin, we're at that dreaded point in a DC summer where every time you go outside, it feels like you're walking around in somebody's mouth. It is very hot. That's what I'm saying. Do you have any advice for folks about things that we should be keeping on us when we leave our apartments, our houses and enter into this horrible heat? I agree. As much as I love Washington, DC, for my many years of living here, every summer, at least once or twice, I just break down and I question why do I live in Washington, D.C. because it is so hot. But there are ways to try to keep cool during the very humid summer. And one is through the pools, which is an obvious choice. There's pools everywhere on rooftops, but a lot of the recreation centers have pools as well. I get burned even in the winter So I prefer indoor pools, and there's some great indoor pools in Washington, D.C. One is close to where I live. It is the Berry Farm Recreation Center, has an indoor pool with a very cool water slide as well. I know the Deanwood Aquatic Center also has an indoor pool with a children's pool and a slide as well. So pools all throughout the city, Landon Park in Northeast has a great pool. Many of them are outside, but there's a number that are inside. So that's the first way to stay cool is through pools. Okay, so I'm a Southern girly at heart, and so I really love carrying a fan around with me. Is this dorky or is this a a tactic that you would recommend for folks to stay cool when they're out and about if they can't hop into a pool, which of course is the first choice? And are there other things that people should maybe have on their person to help them beat the heat? One g- good call on the fan. I because everyone can relate to how hot it gets. Any way to try to stay cool, I don't think people are going to make fun of you for. So <laughs> carry that fan. There are I carry around kind of a mister, and especially once I became a father and I have a six year old daughter, I just have this. You can buy actually branded misters. That's literally just water that you can spray in people's face, or you can just get like a travel size like hairspray bottle that's for super cheap. And just fill it with ice cold water in once you leave the house and just spray throughout. There are a few like misting stations in different parts of Washington, D.C. too, like the zoo. There's some misting stations there. 
And since the zoo is free, and if you're in the area, you could just easily walk into the zoo and find one of those misting stations and stay there for an hour or so. But definitely carry a fan, carry a personal mister as well. And then obviously any type of hat that's going to keep you shaded from the sun works well. So you mentioned the misters in the zoo. One cool thing about DC is that we do have these like splash stations, cool off areas all around town. Have you used them? And are there any others that you would recommend? I have, and they really are throughout the whole city. Again, a lot of the recreation centers and playgrounds and parks have these splash stations, but then some are just kind of built into different popular tourist destinations, like the um, National Portrait Gallery, the courtyard. There's a little area where you can take off your shoes and walk through the water. If you go, you'll see kids enjoying it, but what's stopping adults from staying cool through that as well? Again, that's an indoor option. But then even like Navy Yard has a few. The Yards Park has a few just fountains that people can just walk through. It's along the Anacosta River. There's a pool with a waterfall that's very popular for with children. And then just north of there in Canal Park are several just splash stations where you can run through Eastern Market near the metro there. They have one. They're really all over the city. Georgetown Waterfront Park has one as well. And again, it's very popular for children, but because it's so hot, there is no shame in being a grown adult and staying cool through these splash pads and splash stations throughout the city. Yeah, you are never too grown to cool off in a splash pad or a splash park, people. It is ni- It feels like 95 degrees out there. I agree. And it's free. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So I think when it gets really hot out, for a lot of folks, the first thing they think about is just going indoors somewhere to cool off. Do you have any suggestions that you would suggest people head to when they're looking to just be inside and be cool? I do. So one of the advantages of of living in Washington, D.C. is we have many great museums that are free to enter, which allows locals to kind of stop in just for a few minutes um, or even for an hour. And they have very powerful AC usually. And so I know a lot of when my family and friends visit from out of town, they comment on how strong the AC is in these free museums. And I often take advantage of them as well, especially when I would bike along the National Mall to my house in Southeast D.C. from work. I would dock my Capitol bike share near the National Gallery of Art and just pop in to cool off. And again, an advantage of being a local is there's less pressure to see everything at these galleries and museums. And so why not go often? So I would literally go for 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, just to cool down, take a break from the from biking in the summer, and then enjoy really nice art in this free gallery in Washington, D.C. 
you could like chart your route home and be like, I'm going to stop halfway through, pop into this museum, cool off for 20 minutes, then bike the rest of the way home. Exactly, which would make a great app idea. So if someone wants to take that idea and create an app that shows you all <laughs> the powerful ACs in Washington, D.C., I would subscribe to that. That's just a freebie idea for whoever's listening. That's You could have that one for free. Do it. So do you sit down and actually plan out on a map what cooling spots or indoor spots that you can dip into when you're going around town? Good question. I When I first moved here, I would. Again, I grew up in a very cold climate. So the humidity of D.C. was quite a shock when I moved here 15, 16 years ago. If I knew I'd be outside during the summer for a long period of time, I would pull up a map. Now I use Google Maps and just chart it out of, okay, if I'm an hour outside in this park nearby, here's the nearest museum that's free with strong AC, or let me have lunch for two hours versus one and sit inside to enjoy the AC. And then same with splash pads and pools of water that I could just walk through to stay cool. Have you ever had a moment in D.C. where you actually enjoyed the humidity and the heat? I always break down because of the heat every single summer. But there are a few times, to be honest, my very first job in D.C., I had to wear a suit to work. And so during the summer, it was very painful because I would metro, I would bike, I would walk to work, and it would just get so hot. And I was wearing a full piece suit because it was my job. But once I worked in more casual environments, I actually enjoyed the heat because I could go to work wearing short sleeve shirts and sometimes shorts. And I really appreciated that. So first, it sounds like you really have to have a plan. Like, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to manage it. But I don't think that anybody in D.C. is looking at anybody else and being like, wow, look at this sweaty mess. We're all the sweaty messes. We're all in this together. Nobody is looking cool and their makeup is perfect. Their suit doesn't have any sweat on it when it's 100 degrees outside. Exactly. And so I, I do appreciate, appreciate that about D.C. And I have even noticed when how events go about in D.C. in the summer. I think they do try to keep in mind kind of the time of day and how hot it is. Because again, like I am fine with the heat unless I have to look nice and wear kind of more clothes than I normally would. So that's my first job where I had to wear a suit or if I go to a nice event with friends or my, or my wife and I have to dress up and it's so hot. But I have noticed that events are trying to either have things later in the night. So it is less hot to accommodate for that. So we're all in it together. I think everyone's empathetic and that is very helpful. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a city community-wide bonding thing. We're all dealing with this disgusting heat and humidity together. Austin, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Try to stay cool. And before you go, here's some quick news. The mayor's office of legal counsel has concluded that John Falchicchio, Mayor Muriel Bowser's former right-hand man, made sexual advances on five separate occasions toward a D.C. government employee. The report, however, does not substantiate her claims of retaliation. In June, the council released a report also substantiating a first woman's claims of sexual harassment by Falchicchio. D.C. Council has passed emergency legislation requiring an independent council to review the findings of the legal council's two investigations. Also, a group of employees at Union Kitchen have petitioned to disband their union. A majority of workers voted in favor of the union just over a year ago, but now some workers are frustrated with the union-led boycott of the stores. The National Labor Relations Board is expected to hold a hearing on the decertification petition next week. Meanwhile, administrators in the D.C. public school district say they no longer have the funds to upgrade students' aging laptops because they've had to slash the technology budget by $9 million. 
School officials blame D.C. Council for the budget cut, but lawmakers say the district is being inefficient with its funds. And finally, Asian American writers are organizing a smaller scale version of the Smithsonian's Asian American Literature Festival after the original event was abruptly canceled last month. Some festival organizers felt that the Smithsonian's cancellation was a form of censorship. The event at Loyalty Bookstores on August 6th is the author's form of protest. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, then you'd probably love our live tapings. We're having our next one on August 28th, and it's also doubling as our anniversary party. So it's going to have some very special surprises. Come celebrate with us. August 28th, 6.30 p.m. at Sunny's Pizza in Parkview. Hope to see you there. And of course, we'll be back here tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.